Ave Maria Purissima. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the prayer over the people today is, May our prayers ascend to thee, O Lord, and drive away all wickedness from thy church. The epistle is taken from the 55th uh, chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. It's very beautiful. He talks about uh, just as rain and snow come down and, and water the earth and make it fruitful and so forth. He says, so, so also shall my word go forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall do whatsoever I please. It shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Because the word of God is alive and powerful. Of course, our Lord is the incarnate word, but the scriptures are his written word. And they're powerful. It's very important to keep this in mind. This, I think it's one of the great gifts uh, to the church in our day and age that we have so many great converts that have such a high regard for Scripture. And many of these were former preachers who have really been a gift to the church. I think Scott Hahn, Jeff Cavins, Steve Wood, these kind of guys who have really come with a high regard to the Scripture and help restoring that in the minds of the people. It's a very beautiful thing. Because for some reason, I don't, and I don't know why, there doesn't seem to be a very high regard for the scriptures as such among a lot of our Catholic people. And I think particularly of the priests. How many of them actually believe the word of God? I know when I went to seminary, and this is not in any way to pick on my seminary, but uh, I was continuing under suspicion for actually believing that Moses was true. And that uh, when I taught the, the account of creation is actually real, I happen to believe that God was the witness of that, and he said what he said, and he could have said things different if he had done things different. And I would get accosted by this regularly by the priest, which astonished me. And I'd say, well, you know, as a biochemist, I was sequencing DNA before I came here. Uh, if you want to show me how evolution would work, I'm all open to that. But I, I mean, I'm, I'd be more likely to believe in leprechauns and evolution, and I'm Serious as a heart attack when I say that. And that's just speaking completely from an empirical point of view. Anybody that can believe that actually needs to think a little bit. And I can talk at great length if anybody wants to on that, because it was an important topic to me. But the point is, as our Lord said right there, he told Moses, that's why Moses, has, 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 we have this unbelievable privilege of he gets to tell us what actually happened in the beginning. And it's revealed to him. And it's written down for us. And then it's as if we're above the word. We sit there, put on black robes as men, and put God in the dock and judge him. You're a liar. That can't really be true. What really happened was there was a mud puddle somewhere with a bunch of DNA sequencing itself and assembling itself, and then all of a sudden making itself into cells, and then the cells assemble themselves into multicellular creatures. You get segmented worms on and on, you know, you get fish, and then they take, they, they take off the scales and become amphibians and start going on, and then they put their scales back on and become reptiles, then they take their scales back off and put on, on hair, etc., etc., etc. It's like this ridiculous Gumby movie, claymation, just completely made up to get rid of Moses. You can't take it seriously, and if you do, you're a fool. Sorry, that's just true. And uh, there's no way that DNA can do this stuff. Just it, it's so easy to see this for anybody that actually opens their mind. Start throwing Scrabble boxes. Get 100 Scrabble boxes in there, throw them up there, and, and, and have them land and get any sense out of all those letters. It's not going to happen. How is it going to happen that we're going to get something like a single cell? 
But instead, we're going to believe this instead of Moses. We're not going to believe that God's word has power and goes forth and does what he says. When he says, let there be light, there wasn't light. It had to be something else that happened, etc., etc., etc. We have this giant myth that most of our people believe in, starting with the priest. They don't really believe that God's word has power and then it's true. But if you don't believe his written word has power and it's true, then you're not going to believe in him. And that's exactly what today's gospel is about. Because he went into the temple and he was doing miracles. And the people were proclaiming to be the prophet. And the chief priests and the scribes looked at him in spite of all these miracles right before their eyes and they rejected him. That rejection or acceptance is something that each one of us has to do in our hearts. Anybody that spends any time considering him with an open mind has to accept him as the Son of God. During Holy Lent, check yourself. Do I really believe in him and his written word and everything he taught that he's revealed to the Catholic Church? Do I really believe all of it? It's not a salad box. We have to take it off.